politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. The Republican National Committee suing the state of New York today. The city of New York. Now they're going to allow non-citizens to vote in New York City. And the RNC says, no, not, not working here. Only citizens get to vote. Although in New York City, remember, citizens and non-citizens alike both get shot and mugged and robbed on the streets. Very... In that sense, the city does not discriminate. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day today. I mean, this whole idea of allowing non-citizens to vote is the start of what will be eventually in America. Everybody gets to vote, citizen or or non-citizen, ID or no ID, registered, non-registered. Just decide. Change your mind. Show up. Go ahead. Show up and vote. Why not? Go ahead and do it. You know, there's a privilege that comes with citizenship. And there is. And that's why, I mean, try to vote in another country around the world. Seriously. try. I mean, they'll, they'll throw you in jail if you try it in France or Germany or any of those countries. Far worse if you try to vote in, say, China. Well, I mean, not that they actually vote in China, but you get my point. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you, if you try to vote in the North Korea elections, it may not work out well for you. Uh, today at the White House, Jen Snarks today. Saki uh, got a little, the deuce was back, Peter Ducey, and the deuce dropped some bombs on Saki bomb. And Saki Bomb was not ready for this today. She was not ready for this. See, what the deuce was mentioning was that here we are. It's January 10th. How is it possible we still don't have COVID tests around the country? How is this possible? How do we do this? What's going on here? And uh, Jen Saki dodged and hemmed and hawed and said the tests are coming. The tests are coming. The problem is for a lot of people, and maybe you're in the same situation, you need to get a test in order for you to be able to say go back to work or travel in some circumstances. And so the idea of not having one is a real problem. And you need to get it. And they need to resolve this. But Snarks wasn't having any of it today because the truth of the matter is that the Biden administration, it's they're so incompetent. Their incompetence is is outrageous. It really is. There's a surge of cases. Not thankfully, these cases are mild. I think this thing now is basically we can all agree for the most part, it's is it's a really bad respiratory virus that you're going to get. Like like if you got a bad flu or a bad cold or in some cases a mild cold because I know people that it's been very mild for them. But we have to just get back to normal life. Today in New Jersey, the king, King Philip the Unaccountable, extending the mask mandate for kids in schools and daycares again. This is never going to end. We're going to have these kids, a generation of kids who are terrified of their own shadow. Don't don't fall for this lie. Well, kids are resilient. No, if actually, the only reason why you should ever say kids are resilient is to argue that kids should not be in masks because they shouldn't be in masks. The numbers of kids dying of COVID, it's 0.0 something percent. It's so incredibly low. And yet here we are with this mask game. And at first it was to protect grandma. They might go home and kill grandma. Remember that? The only reason why we're still doing masks in schools is the teachers union wants it. That's why. That's it. That's it, period. But of course, this jerk won't let us do it. And it won't let us take them off in private schools or parochial schools or home daycare. So what you're going to see is you're going to see a rise now in more and more parents doing underground schooling. And not even underground. Just schools that are not part of the same nonsense of what the normal school is like. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, here we go. Let, let's, 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 let's listen to the snarks here. I heard the president say, <laughs> Google COVID tests near me. So somebody isolating with COVID, I did that. And the appointments everywhere were completely jammed. So why is it that you guys were so unprepared for the 
need for testing after the holidays? Well, Peter, I'm happy to see you back and well. Um, I would second say that there has been a massive surge in cases, as you know, and we're a part of in D.C. and New York. And there's been an unprecedented in other parts of the country as well. There's been an unprecedented demand for tests. An unprecedented demand for tests. So then why don't you fulfill, why don't you fill that demand by supplying the tests? The reason why is because there is still right now an oversupply of White House incompetence. White House incompetence is what it is. That's the truth. And you know it and I know it too. I mean, it's pathetic right now. There is now an Omicron-specific vaccine that Pfizer is launching. An Omicron-specific vaccine. (laughs) Man, don't you wish you worked in the pharmaceutical industry? I really do. What a boon time for them to be there. What a boon time. Honestly, truly. We're going to have an Omicron-specific vaccine. So now if you've gotten your booster shots, you're still going to need another shot now to deal with just Omicron. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's okay. You know why? Because the truth is that I think everybody's turning a blind eye to this now. They really are. They're just turning a blind eye. They just it's 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 enough. It's enough Uh, over on the uh, the idea now of of school, quote unquote, violence. Do you, you know? One of the things about the left is that they have become so authoritarian in this day and age, truly authoritarian, totalitarian. They love they took for defunding the police. They love the big federal police forces. They do. They love it. And and and, and all they love to do is to just bring on the federales for everything. Andrew McCabe, the former acting FBI director in the Trump administration, was justifying the need to have federal law enforcement to school board violence. Now, remember, this goes back to the Merrick Garland letter that he wrote threatening parents to essentially say, hey, you, shut up, or we're going to have the feds come and monitor you at school board meetings. All it was designed to do was to get you to be quiet, that you wouldn't be labeled a domestic terrorist and possibly lose your job, be shamed by your community, be compared to a January 6th insurrectionist, whatever other nonsense they're throwing around, lies, pure lies. Because America was going to be overtoppled by, by, by a dude in, in horns. It was going to topple over the American government. Right. Anyway, here's Andrew McCabe. I think the attorney general did a, did a pretty good job of highlighting this in his speech. I think it was yesterday, although the last few days are a bit of a blur. Um, he talked about this wave of political violence that's really not just confined to the Capitol. It's going on in school boards around the country. It's going on um, in local elections. It's happening, you know, even to healthcare workers. Um, and the department, you know, this is, you know, along the lines of that very diverse and challenging threat picture, Congressman, that you talked about before, that the Justice Department and the FBI has to prioritize all these com- compelling and competing threats. This has certainly got to be on the forefront of that effort. So a rapid and um, complete response by law enforcement at the state, local, and federal level to this sort of political violence is absolutely essential, not just to holding people accountable, but to putting out that message that this sort of conduct this that's both horribly victimizes individuals, but also serves to undermine our dem- democratic process. I mean, that has got to be considered a threat to national security, not tolerated. What, what what violence at school board meetings is he talking about? What the hell is he talking about? 
I mean, I've seen parents yell at school board meetings because we've been lied to about things like critical race theory and we have no say in our kids wearing masks and no say if our schools go remote. I've seen that. Here's what I, what I don't see. I don't see violence at school board meetings. So what is he talking about other than just another opportunity to ramp up the federal government's power and presence to intimidate us? You know, come along with the boots and start smacking the boots on the, on the pavement and make sure that you know, you know who's in charge here, pal. And don't say anything that makes us mad because you wouldn't like us when we're angry. We're the federal government. You wouldn't like us when we're angry. That was He wasn't done. Now going back to January 6th, they'll never, they're never going to let January 6th end. They never will. They'll never let it end. <clears throat> this will go on forever and ever and ever. And ever and ever and ever and ever, forever and ever and ever. But you know what? The thing about it is that they want to prosecute everyone involved in the January 6th riot. Everyone involved. Now, there were hundreds of people in the United States Capitol building that day. Most of whom were walking around taking pictures and taking selfies and using the bathroom. And their, their crime is trespassing, which is ironic since it's the people's house. But, so McCabe says we got to prosecute everybody from that day. Former FBI director. Everybody needs to be supporting and enabling January 6th attack on the Capitol. We know we should point out there haven't been charges or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, accountability is somebody mentioned earlier, this sort of lack of. How about accountability for the fact that no one's been charged with insurrection or terrorism? And yet people still call it both. Uh, neither of which is true. It was neither an insurrection nor was it terrorism. And yet they still throw these terms around all the time. How about that? Where's the accountability in that? Sad curiosity. Accountability at the leadership level, um, whether it's sort of the leader of the Oath Keepers or indeed the president, former president, what, how important is it um, to find out really who knew what and when and, uh, and how it went down? I mean, I think it's absolutely crucial. Um, it's absolutely crucial that we find out everything about what happened, what led to this event, what were the uh, what what were the political, social media, intelligence, the 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 failures and successes of law enforcement. Does anybody else and- feel like we should just, as a country, move on already? Just move on from this and just end it. Because I, I'm tired of the government spending time on this, millions and millions of dollars and man hours and everything else. I really am. I'm tired of it. I, we just have to move on. Enough is enough. The yahoos who went in there and kicked in the glass and did all the beat the cops, whatever, whatever the other, then charge those people with that and prove it in court and move on. That's what you got to do. You, you prove it in court, in a court of law, and move on with our lives already. Enough of this. Enough with the with the investigations. The perpetual, never-ending investigations of January 6th. I'm so tired of talking about it. Where are the investigations for all the people who are behind burning down United States cities? Literally setting them on fire. Where are the investigations into the masterminds of that? Oh, right, that was for racial injustice. And you could understand all the hundreds and hundreds of years of pent-up anger and aggression that finally just boiled over into violence. That's what I was told anyway. I was told that a lot. I remember after those riots and I came on the air and I condemned them just like I condemned January 6th because I don't, I don't believe violence ever is a good way to achieve your ends. Certainly not a country like ours. But I heard people back then call up and justify. Liberals were saying to me back then, you don't understand. You don't understand. Eventually it just gets to such a degree of, of frustration where it boils over into, into, into violence. You can't understand that. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what people felt on January 6th. I don't know. But either way, 
Why, why are we not going after the masterminds of all of the riots, the burnings of, of banks, the burnings of everything, everything that was set on fire in America in the wake of the uh, George Floyd killing, the murder of George Floyd? Where is the punishment to investigate and begin all that? Going on social media, going after everybody who did those things, perpetuated those things. Where, where, where's that commission to find out how organized it was between leadership of Black Lives Matter and other groups on the ground? Where's that? I'm not, I'm, this is not a whataboutism thing. I'm saying they're both wrong. My question, though, is it, it seems to me it's interesting that the left is only concerned about January 6th because I think deep down inside, they justify a lot of what happened with America's cities going on fire and the looting and the violence and the destruction of property. I think they justify it. They did back then. They justified it. Let's continue with these yahoos. Supporting and enabling January 6th. Uh, what, what were the political, social media, intelligence, the, the, the failures and successes of law enforcement and, you know, the entire the entire panoply? It's absolutely essential to the health of our democracy that we know what happened on January 6th and in the aftermath. I think it's also important that anyone who is involved in that process is held accountable whether you are a trump supporter or a biden supporter right left or otherwise um we should all be able to agree on the principle that no one is above the law so if we determine that people from the you know lowliest uh trespasser on january 6th up to the highest ranking government officials who may have been aware of a plan to uh, that would ultimately lead to violence in the Capitol. Those people should be held accountable, period. And if we can't do that... The lowly trespasser, literally like, like old ladies who walked in and, and the doors were open and people were walking in and walking into the Capitol building and, and we should throw them in prison for the rest of their lives, let them rot? What happened to criminal justice reform where our goal was to try to not go after people for low-level offenses? All right, that's only in New York if you commit something like armed robbery. Not if you walk into a government building on the 6th of January, even in many cases when the doors were literally wide open and you were ushered inside. Because in some parts of the Capitol that day, that's exactly what happened. But why, why bring facts into the issue? Why bring facts? Because the Democrats will never give this up. That's my, that my real anger with what took place that day continues to be the fact that they will never give that up. And everybody who, who did anything on January 6th to perpetuate that, what you've done now is you've given them something that, politically speaking, they will never, ever take their hooks out of. They sunk their hooks into it, and they're going to keep going and going and going to say the Republicans are the party of anarchy and violence to pu- pursue this ridiculous narrative that America is going to have another civil war at any moment now. First of all, let's think about that for a moment. This idea, because I keep reading these articles about this, that we're going to have another civil war at any moment now. First of all, most people are too friggin' lazy to get off their couch, which is why Instacart is doing so well. Let's, let's be honest. If Grubhub and Instacart were not doing well, I could say maybe we'd have another civil war. Well, the truth is that most people, if they have an opportunity of going civil war or football or civil war or one more episode i'll stream one more episode of yellowstone then i'll go to the civil war meeting most people can get their fat ass off a couch to go to the grocery store i'm not judging i'm one of them go on instacart it's just a lot easier you pay a little bit more but you know and sometimes there's surge pricing same thing with with grubhub or these other sites i know that sometimes they rip off little places but you know what if i don't have to get up and get off the couch and go get sushi, I can have sushi brought to me 
fine with me. That works well for me. But now I'm supposed to believe that I'm going to now go and, 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 and join in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a civil war. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, you see, this is what I mean about the stupidity of the, of the of media today. They push these narratives all the time. And they go, well, polling shows. People think at any minute now a civil war could break out. Yeah, it's because most people that you poll are watching their home and they're watching way too much television. They are. And they're watching movies. And in the movie, people are shooting people. And there's usually zombies and it's post-apocalyptic and it's pretty cool. And they go, yeah, I think we're going to have a civil war. We're not going to have a civil war. And America's always been divided. And it's okay because here's what would happen. Let's say there was red America and blue America. Because I know red America sounds wonderful. It really does. It sounds fantastic. Except the problem is in politics, there always has to be an us versus them. And what would happen is in red America, there would be fighting among the people in red America over just how much freedom we can all have. I'm not even joking. How much freedom we can have. And then and then you this is where division would would break into it. And and left America, they would be just battling over how much totalitarianism they can have. They'd be raising their hand going, I think we need more government control over us. No, I think we have enough. No, no more. We need more government control. And so they'd be fighting with each other and then you'd split and have two parties. One that advocates as much government control as possible. One that advocates only 99% government control. That would be the, the, the left. And, they'd, and these two parties would battle it out forever and ever. And the same thing in the red states. You would have essentially now what would be basically like a libertarian party that would advocate for freedom of everything, keep the government out of our backs. And you'd have what would be a conservative party, which would try to regulate certain aspects of morality and behavior. And this would be the battle. And this would be the new battle until eventually both parties would, would begin to go into extremes or would come together on certain things. And then that would make people angry and... I mean, the, the argument that America, when we were first founded as a nation, we weren't united. Remember, there were the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists and the battle over whether or not there should be a central bank and the battle over whether or not there should be even a federal government to begin with and how much power that federal government should have over us and over the states. And most of the founders believe the answer was zero. Federal government should have no power over us and certainly no power over the states. But look where we are today. And, and, and the battle over the various parties, some of which, like the Whigs, for example, they're not even around today. The Democrat Party of, of, of Thomas Jefferson's time, which is not the same Democrat Party that is around today. So, but, but they push this narrative because they love division. They do. They love the, the division and fear. It's what sells things, I guess. And so they keep doing this all the time. And they'll do this because they know that as long as you can believe that at any minute now, Violence could break out. You're more willing to cede your liberty to government to keep you safe. And then you're more willing to go, well, you know what? I'm not really for government surveillance, but maybe they should look after certain people on Facebook because they're writing some crazy stuff. You know what I mean? And crazy stuff could lead to another. I don't know. But we got to make sure those people. I don't want to. I mean, don't surveil me, but those people over there. And so they're going to use January 6th to perpetuate that and push that as far as they possibly can. This idea that any minute now violence could happen. So we're, we're going to need to watch all your Facebook posts and your tweets and everything like that. And then find out if, if you have any desire at any point of time to even utter the words government change or political revolution or any of those buzzwords. Well, that's when they come in and they get you right there. We've seen this play out before. It's nothing new. It's just a battle for power and the government always wants more of it. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. All right, so where was I? I had to deal with a little garbage situation, but I'm back. Okay, so <laughs> the testing, testing, testing issue on the failure of the Biden administration to get us any testing for COVID. Uh, now, apparently, your insurance company is going to pay for home COVID tests. 
But good luck finding them. Good luck finding them. That was the whole thing today with the exchange with Peter Ducey and Jen Snarks. When uh, Jen Psaki's still claiming there's a lot of testing options out there. You guys said you were going to mail free tests to people that need them. The president's there on television talking about a winter of severe illness and death. While he's saying that publicly, why weren't you guys doing more to prepare for the winter? Well, Peter, everyone decides where they're going to go get a test. And uh, we, we make a range of options available. Everyone decides where they want to go and get tests. Uh, and we make a range of options available, Peter. Uh, we make a range of options available. Well, you know what, Peter? Um, I think the reality of the situation is, and you know this, is that this administration failed uh, again on what is such an important point of just making sure that people could get COVID tests. Not because they want them necessarily, but because they need them to travel to be able to go to work, to be able to do things. And this is the stupidity of all of this, is that you have to have a COVID test in order to do so many things in life right now. Not that you should, because these are healthy, asymptomatic people who are being forced to get testing. College campuses are notorious for this. Some people who actually need them, who are who are symptomatic and might be sick and need to know if they need to isolate to stay away from grandma or anybody else, or or, or, or well, they can't find them. But the but if you're a healthy college kid, a strapping college lad, or or a woman, or a woman who's becoming a strapping college lad, and or a man who's what and swimming at Penn, whatever, you can't find them because all these college kids have them. You understand? This is the point right now, the stupidity of this administration. And you have to realize too, we are dealing with a supply chain issue in this country. It's so bad. You know, there are new homes out there that they don't have garage doors and gutters and windows. You know, the home builders right now are dealing with bottlenecks. There has become a shortage of homes. The housing market is insane. My wife is enjoying being a real estate agent now with the Marucci Group. She's doing very, very well with them. But she said there's just no inventory. That's the problem is that people are, are, are calling her and saying, hey, do you have a home? And she doesn't, in every case, have, have a house. So if you've thought about selling your home, this is a great time to do it. But the problem is... Where are you going to go? Where do you go if you do that? That's the question. Now, the other problem, too, is that there are not enough costs. I mean, I'm sorry, there's not enough uh, materials. So builders have been able to pass the increased costs along to you, to home buyers. But now prices are higher than ever. They said right now the median price of a newly built home in November rose 18.8% from a year earlier to a record $417,000. That's the median home price. And forget this area of the country. It's insane. So I was reading the story in the Wall Street Journal and this housing development in Texas, because Texas is booming because everybody wants to get the hell out of the Northeast. And so there are all these different places in Texas that are booming. And the problem, of course, is there are no building products for them to be able to build the houses. So the houses now are just sitting there. And you've got houses that don't have windows. Like this one guy, Homes by West Bay in Riverview, Florida, has started ordering windows six months in advance up from the typical 60 days of lead time. The company's homes are 30 to 60 days behind their normal schedule. About the time we're ready to preserve. So this is, this is what we're dealing with right now. It's insanity. And this is Joe Biden's America. And Joe Biden's America is an America where you have homes that are half built. <laughs> Why, why is it still like this? You know why? It's because of the cost, the cost issue. You can only pass on cost to such a degree until you start pricing people out. And energy has to do with all of this. 
Garage door delays in Sacramento, California, prompted city officials in November to establish a provisional policy allowing builders to close homes with temporary garage doors. Man, imagine that. You got a temporary garage door. (laughs) Why not put up just like a tablecloth around it? Or, I don't know, saran wrap or something like that. This is my garage door. This one group, they signed a contract with this home builder. It's supposed to be done by August or September. Their apartment lease was was coming up at the end of September. Second child on the way in October. But construction was delayed by city permits. So you see, you still have government nonsense in in the mix of all this causing delays. Uh, Freezing weather in Texas and material shortages. The, the home builder asked the, the couple to choose new exterior bricks three times because the options they had selected were no longer available. This is where COVID stinks because everything, like little things like this, COVID and the Biden administration stink so much because of this stuff. The number of single-family homes currently under construction surged 28.3% in November from a year earlier to the highest seasonally adjusted level since 20, 2007. Homes by West Bay's Mr. Nunn, uh, West Bay is one of the companies. Expect demand in the market to stay robust as more remote workers relocate to Florida. See, that's the other thing, too, is I tease about moving to Florida and getting the hell out of here. And I do. I want to very, very badly. The problem, though, is this is a terrible time to buy. It's a great time to sell. It's just not a great time to buy. If you can, if you can get a house right now, good luck. And if you need to have new construction, well, that could take you so long as the supply chain issues. And, 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 I, and I know that it sounds crazy to think about, but everything that's going on with COVID and with all this whole idea of, well, if you're sick because Omicron and the vaccines don't stop the spread of this thing, you got to stay home. And then, well, we, let, we love for you to keep working, but you got to get a test. Can't get a test. So all this supply chain issue that you're seeing is what you're going to continue seeing. These rapid tests were supposed to be out by now. This was Biden doing an interview with Good Morning America uh, last year. And but, so will they have those rapid tests by, by when? By mid-January? By the end of well, January? Well, the answer is the expectation is that by the, the rapid tests will start going out in the beginning of January because they're being produced now. Yeah, they're being produced now. Yeah, they, this guy, is, he's asleep. Biden's asleep at the wheel. And I understand. I mean, you know, Pops needs a, needs a nap. I get it. But he's asleep at the wheel. It's like we don't even have a president. That's what I feel like. We don't even have a president. Where are the daily COVID briefings? Remember Trump used to do those every day with Fauci and Mike Pence and the other people. Where, where are those daily COVID briefings right now? Why doesn't the White House do that? They have these dumb Zoom. That Rochelle Walensky is an idiot. She's an idiot. See, I don't even understand half of what she says when she goes on TV. I really don't. Today she went on at something about how the people that are dying of COVID, COVID have comorbidities and everything. Yes, we, all, we, we know that. We're, we understand that. That's what people have been saying. And why does the president still refer to this as a pandemic of the vaccine? I understand that the science says that vaccines prevent death. But I'm triple vaxxed, still got COVID. You're triple vaxxed, still got COVID. Why is the president still referring to this as a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Well, I think, Peter, there's a significant difference between and you just you just experienced this and not to expose your public health experience. But I can speak to mine as well. I had been triple vaxxed. I had minor symptoms. There is a huge difference between that and being unvaccinated. You are 17 times more likely to go to the hospital if you're not vaccinated, 20 times more likely to die. And those are significant, serious statistics. So, yes, the impact uh, for people who are unvaccinated is far more 
dire than those who are vaccinated. Will the president update his language at some time to be more reflective of the fact that people who are triple vaccinated are catching and spreading COVID? I think people the president has said, as have we a number of times, that there will be breakthrough cases. There will be people who get COVID breakthrough cases. Uh, here uh, at different meetings. Everybody's getting COVID who's vaccinated now. We have breakthrough cases. Not a breakthrough case. That's that's These are cases. Nothing breakthrough about this, Jen Psaki. Organizations at companies around the world, uh, around the country, uh, who have been vaccinated. But there is a significant difference between being hospitalized or dying and uh, being vaccinated with more mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And yet the government's going to force you to get vaccinated, even though clearly the vaccines don't stop the spread of this thing. So now we're going to get another, another vaccine. This one, Omicron specific. And if Omicron and Delta merge into DeltaCon... My favorite transformer. Well, then here you go. We'll have a vaccine for that soon, I guess. So we are working on a new version of our vaccine, a version that will be effective against Omicron as well. It's not that it will not be effective against the other variants, but against Omicron as well. And um, the hope is that we will achieve something that will have way, way better uh, protection, particularly against infections, because the protection against the hospitalizations and the severe diseases it is, it is um, reasonable right now with the current vaccines, as long as you are having, let's say, the third um, dose. This vaccine will be ready in uh, March. Uh, I don't know if we will need it. I don't know if and how it will be used, but we'll be ready. And in fact, we already starting manufacturing some of these quantities at risk. So if there is a need for the vaccine, that we will have some uh, immediately because there are a lot of uh, governors that would like to see it immediately. And clearly, uh, also the pill, right? Right now, this is where most of the effort of most of the governments is, is moving. Uh, when I see from uh, uh, the mobility of this our, is never going to end. Our, this is, this pandemic's never going to end. Th- does, is he basically conceding that the current vaccine then does not take care of Omicron? Sounds like it to me. That's what I'm getting out of this as I listen to him. It's, that's what it sounds like. Anyway, I got to go get ready for the National Football Championship tonight. Aren't you getting ready for that? Why not? We need we need distraction from all this nonsense in our lives. We really do. All this nonsense. I know what's more, more annoying to hear about, COVID or January 6th. In the last couple of days, I've had to talk about both. You see why sometimes this job is painful? But I do it for you. And because I have my feed my kids. I got I got kids to feed. I got to feed the kids. Why is that not a government benefit? Why can't they send me food in the mail to feed my children? That should be something. I guess they do have food stamps. I forgot about that. Oh, well. Well, I should give them to everybody anyway, regardless of that. And also free college and free everything. Just make everything free. Everything will be free from now on. How about that? Free COVID tests? Why not? It's just money. Yours. It's just your money. What are you whining about? Come on. Those healthy college kids need those free tests, and you need to pay for them along with their college education. So quit your whining, will you? Have a great rest of your day today. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.